coming this March on Cinemax. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, while we're all standing around, why don't we light a, a light up a joint? Um, uh, no thanks, I'm good. Oh come on, have a joint with me. Fine. Do some pot with me. Fine, fine. Where's the joint? Toot, toot, toot. 911, what's your emergency? I'm at a drug party. Everyone's doing pot over here. <gasps> Matt Watkins, police informant. Intense vigilante justice like never seen before. Hey, cool party. No, thanks. Uh, hey, listen, you got any more music? Uh, yeah, it's on shuffle. Yeah? Well, what about that new uh, Rihanna album? I hear it's really great. Uh, I don't have that one. You don't have that one? Oh, uh, well, how about how about I go grab my torrented uh, music on my hard drive? No. What? No. Yeah, let me go get my hard drive. Okay, fine, I'm gonna whatever. go get my hard drive in the other room. Fine, whatever. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, music pirated. Help! Matt Watkins, police informant! Coming soon to Cinemax. Yeah! You had a movie idea about a bank robber horse And a sexy thriller about a messy divorce You wanted readers to cry, so you wrote about AIDS And an inner city kid that just wanted better grades A tadpole picture like Seven Meets Hitch This was a script that would make you rich But it never got bought, it never got made It never got optioned, and you never got paid It stayed on paper and lived there forever Now we're bringing it back, the best movie never It stayed on the paper, lived there forever And now we're bringing it back the best movie never, yeah. And here are your hosts, Brad Vassar and Matt Watkins. Hey everyone, welcome to Best Movie. What's up? <laughs> I was not expecting you to jump in. Go ahead. Hey everyone, welcome to Hi. Best Movie. <laughs> Welcome to Best Movie Never, the podcast where we delve into the minds of movie makers in search of the craziest, most far-fetched, worst, or possibly best movie ideas that never made the jump from page to picture. I'm here with my co-host, independent movie producer, reality TV producer, and Desert Island Bottle Note Ghostwriter, Matt Watkins. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. How could you be here with your host when I'm here with my host... He's a writer, he's a script doctor, he is a chicken sexer. Chicken sexer. He's Brad Vassar, everyone. <laughs> oh, I gotta clap. Thank you. Woo! We like Brad. A chicken sexer. Everything se- he does. Sexer. S-E-X-E-R? S-E-X-E-R. So chicken sexer. And what that is, is a person who works uh, in a uh, poultry farm, mm-hmm. and their sole job is to determine the sex of the chicken <laughs> by examining um, the chicks as the, um, after they come out of the To make the sure there's not like a rooster going in with the hens. And... Yeah, I don't really, I didn't uh, research why they need to know the sex necessarily. Well, but some I make guess eggs, it's just some like, do not Yeah, make I eggs. guess so, but like... Um, I guess it's like it takes you know. Hey, I'm the expert here. Yeah, it's because <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Some make eggs and some don't make eggs. Yeah, so they bring me in. Yeah, they have me look at the chick dicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you would be good at determining the sex of a chicken. Yeah, but maybe no one else or nothing. No else. one else. I'm the only one. <laughs> But I guess it's like you need three years of training. Um, I think you can make around sixty thousand a year. Um, That's not chicken, podcast money. Chicken sexers are, I guess, in demand. 
Are they really? Yeah, like no one wants to do chicken sex. <laughs> sex just burn out real quick on that one. Yeah, um, and I just feel like that would be the right job for you. Oh. Uh, speaking of Thank right you. jobs, um, Ghost Rider for you, for the note in a bottle. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, so like when uh, people are stranded on desert islands, you're uh-huh. the Ghost Rider for this like, help, please help me. <laughs> I'm stuck on this island. I'm so alone. Yeah. I'm. At the end of my rope, you know, you're the one that does it, of course. Yeah. I mean, well, I would probably, in reality, if I was that person, um, the person would be dictating what they would want on the note, and I would probably put off the writing for a really long time <laughs> so that the person actually ends up dying. So it'd probably just be like, maybe, I, I don't even know if I'd actually get to so the So your job work ethic applies also in emergency situations. Yeah, is what like you're I wouldn't. My procrastination on the writing assignment would far exceed that of a person who is about to die. But, I mean, you got to get a good note, though, or else no one's going to want to rescue you if you sound like an idiot. That's true. If you sound like an asshole, no one's going to come rescue you. I mean, you like, read this, you're like, "Mm, throw it back in. Yeah. Um, Um, So what have you been up to? It's been a a few weeks since I last saw you. It's Uh, been a... How's the life of Matt Watkins? It's been a fortnight. A fortnight. (laughs) You've what been is a fortnight? Do you, do you it's know two what weeks. Is? is it two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a fortnight. Um, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's been about a fortnight, and uh, I'm going to try to use fortnight a lot in okay. this episode. That's. Um, I went up to uh, wine country. Oh. Um, right before I started to go back to W R. You're W O R K. Sorry. W- Man. <laughs> So before I, really I went back to WRK, work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my wine on before the work. <laughs> work week. Work. Uh, and I saw work. I saw a picture of you on Instagram. You were on a train. You had final draft open. Yeah. You had a blank a blank document in front yeah. of you. Well, it was really just for the photo. Um, <laughs> I didn't you know, I didn't write on the train. Hashtag writer life. I just feel like uh, no. I did actually write on the train. What became of that blank document? Um, it was the final scene. Of a pilot that I'm writing with someone. <laughs> you started with the final scene. The f- well, no, I was actually they actually I everything was written before. Oh, yeah, so it was kind of the final thing. It's weird saying that. Uh, so you actually completed this project now. I did. That's um, exciting. When are we going to hear it on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to probably do like a radio play version of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very visual screenplay, but I think we could probably pull it off with. With some uh, Foley sound and yeah, some... I heard Greg actually read it and he was a he was a fan of the the work. Love it. Yeah, he he loved it, but uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it needs some rewrites. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean Greg, he he has all right. You rewrite your life. <laughs> rewrite my life. Why the? Why would, you would say that, Greg? Is so, Greg, I don't know if you've noticed, but Greg's been every episode's getting a little more. He's getting a little too comfortable. Fresh. He's like he's like that assistant, you know, because we're we have you know we've had Hollywood assistants yes. in our time because we've been here for a while. Absolutely, he's like that assistant that gets like a little bit too comfortable. He yeah. like doesn't do what you say when you say it without question anymore. Yeah, like kind of yeah, like yeah. a little. I'm not your assistant. I'm your friend. Yeah, yeah. He's then getting... you got to fire him. Yeah, and then they feel like they can say anything to you, but they kind of forget that. You're their boss. I think we should give him, you know, a few more weeks to see if he falls in line, but... I can prove myself! Sure, you can. Well, he's got Moxie. Greg. He's got Moxie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what about you, Brad? Um, it's been a fortnight since I've seen you, so... It's been a fortnight. 
Yeah, I, I went to a, uh, this is new to LA, a dog cafe. Oh, have you heard right. of this? Yes, I have heard uh, all about them. It was on BuzzFeed, and uh, I've been trying to uh, keep the wife away from <laughs> away area. from the dog cafe. Yeah, not because I don't want her to be happy and to be with the dog, but because <laughs> um, I feel like she would she would have a hard time walking away, walking away from the dog. Yeah, well, not bringing a dog home. Yeah, apparently they are, which all I know up. is the kind of their whole point. Yeah, right they're here. all up for adoption. But you get there, and you think like someone's gonna be like, "I want to go home with the dog." Uh, you get there, and it's a ton of real shitty dogs, <laughs> just really like so kind of like dogs, kind like, of like a Starbucks in L.A. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just like a bunch of shitty people gathered in one area and one looker. Yeah, <laughs> there was one dog that was a puppy. It was like this big fluffy puppy with big paws. It was oh. the only one potty trained. It was pooping in like the area it was supposed to poop. Had one ear that went up, one ear that flopped down. It was uh, Burmese Mountain Dog. And oh, they claim, man. I they, love those. They claim that it's up for adoption. And it was like, let people hold it. And it was clearly a plant. This was a plant yeah. dog. Like, <laughs> this was, this was a, a model of a dog. Right. And <laughs> it had an owner. It had a very happy life. It didn't yeah. need to be. A... And you look at their Instagram, and this dog's been being posted on their Instagram with people saying, I want this dog for like two months. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's actually a microcosm of actual la yeah right? uh yeah so i i was there i got there immediately the first thing is they serve coffee you buy your ticket to get in it's 10 bucks to get in you get a coffee the coffee is complete shit it was lukewarm like awful coffee yeah. well you're but not you, there for the coffee you're not right? there for the coffee no you go into the dog area it just smells like dog pee there's a dog peeing right in the middle of the room as i walk <laughs> in just on the ground welcome there's pee a couple dogs wearing diapers so you know those ones aren't potty trained yeah uh one of them's blind Wait, i'm sorry can you uh back up there there was a dog wearing diaper diapers yeah yeah there were multiple dogs wearing diapers that just had like it was that's so you know how like boy dogs like their dick is kind of like on their stomach a little (laughs) bit it was basically just a handkerchief tied around its stomach dick uh (laughs) so it wouldn't pee on things weird and uh we get there and so the dogs smells like pee everywhere I don't want to touch any sort of fabric surface. Uh, the dogs are all scattered around just looking for who has treats. They yeah. want no, nothing to do with being pet. Right. And uh, somebody knocks over a plant in the corner uh, and dirt spills. And the dogs are like, holy shit, this is the most exciting thing that's happened <laughs> in like two weeks. So the dogs they, are bored. They scramble to go sniff this dirt and like a huge dog fight erupts. And oh like, my God. like faculty or faculty, I don't know. <laughs> The, the men, dog men in all white yeah, come swarming in dog warts <laughs> they put the uh, dogs in a like a yeah straight jacket no they all grab the dog and the dogs are like trying to bite people and this is within the first five minutes oh i'm and it happened like right near me and i'm just like trying not to get bitten i don't know how you <laughs> just like kind of like ball up wow in your seat and uh and so all the dogs got taken away and then they kind of calmed down and yeah. then a woman in a wheelchair showed up and uh the dogs were like really fascinated by his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And then one tried to pee on her wheelchair, oh, like lift his no. leg. And it was just a really like this experience that you think is going to be kind of like, oh, dogs, puppies, yeah. coffee, everything I love. Yeah. And it was just the opposite. a really do you think, depressing place. <clears throat> do you think it's uh, the dogs like went crazy because they were all hopped up on caffeine? Yeah. I think people were feeding the dogs 
coffee and uh mm-hmm. yeah because what i imagined when i first heard of dog cafe i just imagined <laughs> walking into a bunch of dogs at tables like dr- sipping coffee <laughs> and they're sort of their paws were crossed over one another and they're just like sitting there having some coffee i you you got weird things going on in your head matt <laughs> like sort of like uh the dogs playing poker yeah uh painting the famous painting i imagined that but with dogs sitting around sipping coffee and that's the dog cafe. So you shattered. No, no, no. That, that wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like that. Okay. Um, Doggy cafe. <clears throat> Doggy cafe. Um, Brad, what do you do um, when you uh, need inspiration? When I need inspiration, yeah. uh, I usually look to current events. Yeah. I, I really like you to open draw. that newspaper. I open the newspaper. Uh-huh. I open some zines. Uh-huh. Uh, I see what's going on in the world. And... Uh, Three, two, one. Headlines to Loglines. Headlines to Loglines is our section where we like to open up the front page of CNN.com. This just in. Headlines to Loglines. And we look at current events. And then we a logline is basically a single line description of a movie uh, that summarizes up your whole plot and the goals and your characters. And uh, we like to make those out of the headlines on CNN right now. Matt, what do you got for us? Drum roll. Boy falls from coaster seat. Dad films. Okay. So this would be clearly a movie within a movie, right? It's found footage. Yeah. So someone falls from a coaster. Um, it's funny that you're talking about roller coasters. Yeah. Um, and the dad's filming it. Uh, so that's so obviously the the dad's film is the movie within the movie within the movie. Uh, but let's let's start with Act One. Um, Act One. Uh, it's got to be the boy begging to go to the theme park. Like this yeah. is like this. We got to see the motive in this boy. Like I got. I've been dreaming of theme parks. He has theme he's parks. Never been. I no, mean, he's, he's never that's been. Badly. He's got lunch go. pails. Yeah. He's got posters all over his walls. He wants to be a roller coaster engineer. Yep. Uh, and finally his dad is like his dad cheated on his mom and he has to make it up to this kid and win yeah. back his love. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> take him on a coaster. Everybody has to have an arc. Everybody has to have an arc. You got to get your kid on a coaster when that happens. Yeah. So he's going to buy back his love with roller coasters. Okay. Act two. Act two. Uh, he needs to prove to the court that he loves his kid. So he buys a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, he can't prove to his to the. So he's judge. using the film to document his, yes. his, uh, his time wife, with his boy. His wife wants full custody. Okay. Uh, he doesn't want to do that because that means he has to pay more child support. Okay. Uh, so he sat, he sees this video camera as an investment into not paying child support. Now, do you think the dad gets a little arty with the film with the camera? Yeah, like he's 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 checked wipes. out all the like star wipes yeah, yeah. and kind of like the weird fades and all oh, the yeah, weird for stuff sure. that comes on that's, consumer video cameras. That's absolutely what's going. On. This is a high eight camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't want to go. He bought a high eight camera, which is really hard to do these days. Yeah, uh, he wasn't looking to spend a whole lot. He didn't he didn't really need this to be anything special. He just needs to be able to decipher that this is actually the kid. You make out his face once or twice in a close up, and that's good enough for him. Okay, uh, and gets on the roller coaster. He gets on the roller coaster. He's, uh, you know, telling the kid to smile. But mm-hmm. he was so busy doing star wipes and stuff, he forgot to buckle the seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's about the film. It's not about the boy for this dad, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's he's about totally the film. He like just needs the evidence. He, yep. uh, 
And the boy is, you know, he doesn't want to like complain too much about the roller coaster and the seatbelts because he's afraid that dad's be like, pack it up. We're going home. You complained yeah. about not having a seatbelt. Like no more theme parks for you ever again. So he's like, he's trying to, you know, bite Dad, his tongue. The roller coaster's about to happen. Hey. All right. You get ready to have fun. Bye dad. Ready? Record. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it would sound uh, like. The boy fell from a coaster. Yeah. And so the dad just, he keeps filming rather than grab for his child. He's like, this, this is great. This is a tragedy, clearly. <laughs> I'm making a tragedy. That's how his, I don't think that, that, that that's going to track. <laughs> he's thinking about, I don't think he's that, thinking about genre. That arc is not going <laughs> to track. He didn't think about his boy falling from the coaster. So, he was just thinking genre. So maybe. you're saying like he started out with the motive <laughs> to, uh, to document, document this for the court. He thought it was a documentary. But he became like so engulfed in the art of Crazy filmmaking. Crazy filmmaker, yeah. That he now is just completely yeah. obsessed with getting the shot. Yeah, and he wanted it to be um, sort of like a heartfelt comedy. He thought maybe he's kind of funny. <laughs> and then as soon as his boy falls from the coaster, it became, a, a, it went into a different genre. Yeah. Um, so do you think like when the boy fell from the coaster, he switched it into like slow-mo and like played sad music and yep. like black and white? Oh yeah. And this is all, by the way, in camera editing. It's all, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like rewinding. He's got two he's VCRs like, at home. Yep. He puts one tape in one and like puts record on the other. And yeah, his slow motion is pushing pause over and over really quick. Where's our happy ending? They call him Coaster Boy. I think this, you know, our happy ending is the kid is a huge star. Great. Coaster Boy makes it big. Uh, he's not able to, you know, reap any of the benefits because he died falling off his coaster. I said I'm with this Coaster Boy. I said see you later, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's the credit song. <laughs> I'm Over with the Coaster Boy. I said see you later, boy. Over the bloopers. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> All right, well, uh, our trusty intern, Greg, every week he likes to uh, do a little... That's me! Oh, yep, that's, that's him. Bro, he does bro, a little Greg. favor, and he goes through our like vast amounts of emails and reviews for the podcast, all these great reviews, all these emails. A lot of fan mail comes in to the office. A lot of fan email comes into our website. A lot of fan packages come to my doorstep. <laughs> Which I don't get any fan packages. My, oh, really? No, I oh, haven't got one well, yet. I mean, that's uh, par for the course. Is it? Is it because you're taking? Them I just, I'm just. A bigger, are you having a bigger name? It's fine. Um, and so uh, you know, we also are always looking to ways to improve uh, the podcast. So we also try to have Greg pull out some stuff that will. Yeah, it's help a huge job. We can't do it ourselves. So he has to pick out just the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we'd spend all of our time just reading emails. Uh, so yeah, here I got, I've got one right here. Ooh. <laughs> Voice cracked. I got one right here. Brad uh, is going through puberty. Dear best movie never. Hey guys, I was just searching the internet for some cool like-minded people that seem to be fun to be around and might be up for some cool adventures. Hmm. And I found Friendly. You, yeah, I found you. Uh, I really love the show, especially how you guys seem easily influenced, weak-minded, and pretty mean, but in a fun way. Yeah, we're, we, we're fun. Yeah, okay. We're, fun. we're definitely fun. Um. Anyway, I found a number of people just like you, and we think you'd fit right in. Hit me back for the deets. And keep up the great work. Wow. That was nice. Signed, uh, Isis Elba. <laughs> what? Isis Elba. Okay. Uh, Weird. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Unfortunate name. Uh, no, but I, like he says, there's a lot of people like us. 
We like people like us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I don't like, and I don't think this email is this, huh. is when people insert insults in a into the, a compliment. You know, no, and I don't. I don't think he did that. No, Isis Elba wouldn't. But do I that. don't like. I don't like when people do that, and I just want to say thank you, Isis Elba, for not doing that. And we'll look into this uh, group you're talking about. Yeah, sounds cool. Thank you. All right, uh, Greg uh, <clears throat> grabbed us another email. I think you got it over you there. Did. Matt. Let's find one right here. Uh, happy pro promote within day. On this day, we recognize some of the hardworking employees and look for opportunities in advancing them this, into career success. This is from a fan? Uh, I don't know. Uh, by showing an employee how much the company appreciates, respects, and values them on a personal level and a monetary level by promoting them into a job with more responsibility and growth potential. Greg picked this one from our fan mail. Yeah, Greg is the one who picked this. It was just a looks is, like a mass email to a bunch of different um, employers, managers, and stuff like that. Is it's weird that Greg picked this, but about promoting from within. Is but he, I, you know, I think how do we? Who would we? Is Greg still trying to get promoted to like not be an intern anymore? You know, I feel like this is his way of doing that. I I'm really fucking just a random email I picked. There's no, there was no like reason you picked it. Nope. I'm really okay, well. fucking sick of this shit. Like he, he wants to be a host. Yeah. Uh, we told him he can't be a host. He can't be he a can't host. Even, he wanted to use our equipment for his own podcast. You know, he, he had, can't do that. He said, I've been working here for a year and a half and I've never been paid. Is there a paid position? I didn't know what to say. No. So you know what I did? You say, no, there's not a paid position, Greg. Yeah. There is not a paid position. You work for <sighs> school credit. I actually, when he asked me that, I just walked out of the room. I what? didn't answer. You just, <laughs> I just turned around and just like, I left and closed the door. Yeah. See, like, I didn't want to deal with it. Give him a taste of his own medicine because yeah. he does that so much to me. Like I ask him to get coffee and he just walks out of the room like a fucking creeper. Yeah. Well, Weird email that you picked, Greg, but we're on to you. And we're we not promoting from within, Greg. No. We're demoting within if you keep this up. Yeah. Uh, all right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we have our guest in our studio. We're very, very excited to have him here. Uh, but first, a little word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Greg. I've been using some of Brad and Matt's equipment to do my own podcast. It's called Greg. Yeah, a podcast. Greg, what the fuck are you doing in that studio? Get out of the fucking studio, Greg. Greg you son of a bitch. Pull the, told you to... pull the cord. Uh, Don't listen to Greg's podcast. We do not approve of Greg's podcast. He illegally used our equipment. Don't listen to it. He'll probably be... He probably won't get college credit. Best movie never. And welcome back to Best Movie Never. We have our guest in studio. He is a writer. He is a director. He is an editor, Nathaniel Atchison. Nathaniel! Hello. You can call me Nate. Hey, Nate. 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 As you always do. Do you want me to call you Nate because Nathaniel did something very bad and you want to, like, distance yourself from Nathaniel? Uh, (laughs) No, it's very, like, you know, formal. Like, I feel like I'm being... Or is Nate short for Nathaniel? Does anybody ever call you Anil? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. <laughs> they always take the first part. They never take the second part. Of it. No. I'll leave the first part for the other people. Yeah. I'll just take the second part. Uh, welcome to the studio, Nate. Thanks. Thank you for having uh, we're me. We're super excited to have you here. We've wanted you on for a while. Yeah. Well, wait how is you uh, your idea. You're pl- you played hard to get, though. 
Yeah, did I? No. I didn't no, intend to. Didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you're a, bu- you're a busy guy. You've had a lot of stuff yeah. going on, and that's why... Uh, it's true. You've you've been doing a lot. Why well, taking some time? How was your ride over with uh, our intern, Greg? Did yeah. he uh, treat you right? Uh, he was a little late. He was a little late. late like, he, how late? Like, he never showed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so really... So I drove myself. Really late. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Greg. Okay, well, we'll definitely have a talk with Greg later yeah. about that and um, how he can... Uh, you, you know, it's funny. He wants to us to pro- stick. promote within, yeah. and then he does stuff like that, so we'll have to have a talk about that. We'll get out the old talking stick <clears throat> Well, have a little talk with him. Besides the fact that you had to drive yourself, uh, how are you? I'm good. Let's start with just, like, how are you feeling? I'm feeling uh, a little bit trepidatious trepidatious yeah mm, i like that word yeah why uh just to discuss this thing, <laughs> this thing you're a little anxious I'm, about the project you brought in uh, to a share little anxious yeah. Okay. yeah yeah i'm not sure this pitch is going to go very well hey it's perfectly normal to be anxious in front of a pit uh, before yeah. a pitch especially yeah. with two guys like us who have a ton of money to right. put yeah. into the production so you want you don't want to fuck up the pitch this could change yeah. your life you know it's just like, yeah Try not to think about it too big hard. Big time Hollywood producer, big time Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. Um, I can see why you would be a little trepidatious. <laughs> <laughs> so this pitch is from your past, but uh, what are you up to uh, these days? Uh, well, last year I wrote and directed, well, I directed a uh, feature that I wrote uh, five years before that and um, just had spent, you know, five years trying to get it made and then finally got it made last year. So, t- so okay, well... Listen, I know that a lot of the stuff that you've done, but I want you to talk about. Give us some bullet points on what's going on. Okay. Well, obviously, I met you guys in film school mm-hmm. at Chapman Chapman. University. Uh, and then upon graduating, I am an actor I had worked with on one of my student projects came to me with a feature script called Herpes Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted me to direct it. And he had the money, which was, you know enough to make the movie yeah um and so like three months out of film school i directed that uh which was really cool and um you know it it premiered at the austin film festival did really well and then i then i thought the next thing was going to happen very quickly and then it just didn't yeah Uh, i uh i believe matt was there also i went to the premiere of herpes boy downtown and it's a it's a very fun movie very cool display of like what you can do with yeah. a small budget if you get yeah. the right cast and the right people passionate about it i know a lot of people from chapman worked on it and uh put their time into it and yeah i mean that was the only reason it even got made for that amount of money was because basically like everyone that and byron byron yeah byron awesome. lane the writer writer yeah, slash lead actor yeah he had some other uh, good acting credits yeah. in that as well, right? Well, Octavia Spencer went yeah. on to win an Academy Award three yeah. years later. Oh, what is that? Academy <laughs> Award? That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I got I got to meet her that one time because I did like a, a read. Oh, yeah. You went to the table I read. I went to the table read. Um, and you played a character that we then wrote out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, because of the table read? No, like, actually. Oh, like, I, I, wait, this is all coming back to me. I remember now. Saying, you, yeah. you were going to play the character in the movie and then you became unavailable. And and we couldn't find anyone else to replace you. Like you were so that character that we were like, oh well, we just can't do this. What was the character that he was? It so was like that? this white rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt. Yep, I uh, exude hip hop. We, uh, we we actually shot the scenes with someone else, and they were so bad that we just cut them. Oh Matt, wow. there's no other white rapper that can live up to your prowess. Yeah, well. Um, so Herbie's yeah. boy, um, you know, tell me what, wh- where, where can people s- 
watch this and see uh this. it's available on vod so you can okay. still watch it you can rent it or buy it on amazon and itunes Cool. Um, cool. And uh, could you explain the title a little bit so people aren't like scared off? Uh, oh yeah, no, it's definitely not any. It has nothing to do with actual herpes. By watching it, will I get herpes? No, no, you okay. won't. Okay. Um, That's making this like look like how did I get those? Down? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Herpes Boy because he, the main character, has a big birthmark on his face and it looks like herpes, and he gets the nickname Herpes Boy because he does these, you know, YouTube esque videos, um, and that's a, what his fans call him. Right. Uh, right. And now uh, with Herpes Boy, something interesting, if you're actually really curious in how it was made and more of the process behind it, Nate, you did a podcast with one of our former guests on this show, Ethan Cushing. Is that correct? I did, yes. Yeah, and that aired last week. And it's a podcast called My First Feature, where he talks to directors about the very first feature they made and gets in-depth on how they made it, what were the, you know... Good things that happened, what were the bad things that happened, the hardships, and uh, what ultimately came from it. And it's a great way to learn more about this movie. Yep. Check it out. My first feature. Yeah. Talk, so let's talk about Domain because um, that's that's your most recent feature. Yes. Um, talk about uh, getting it made. How, how to get made. Uh, well, we just, that one was much more traditional. We needed to raise financing for it. And so it took us like five years to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, found, you know, just investors mainly through friends and family, Mm -hmm. uh, who are willing to put in, you know, the money that we needed. And in the meantime, you know, we had been with a production company and did, we did this traditional development, excuse me. And, um, and you know, the script evolved and got much stronger it almost the movie almost got made in 2011 and i'm actually really mm. glad it didn't because it, it the script just was not where it needed to be mm-hmm. um it it fell prey to many of my worst instincts as a writer which we were about to <laughs> go into in detail um, wait for <laughs> but uh yeah so the script got much better um i grew not just as a filmmaker, but just as a person, as an editor. Yeah. Uh, so by the time we made the movie, it it was so much more challenging than I was expecting it to be. And I was just really glad that I had packed away those five years of experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it turned yeah. out great. Me it and Matt out, both uh, yeah. saw the film. We uh, were at the uh, friends and family screening, yep. I believe. Yep. Well, or cast and crew. Cast and crew, yeah. cast and crew friends and family, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Screening. Um, and it was and a lot of fun. It we was loved it. It was great. Intense. It's cool. It's... Uh, it's like all the kind of like it's got that really good sense of mystery too that I think right. you want out of a sci-fi movie. Like you really yeah. want to know what's really going on. Right. You can tell there's something going on, but it's kind of yeah. I mean that's 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 basically what we were going for. Just a movie that uh, you know is very atmospheric and just keeps you guessing the whole time. Yeah, and, and then you when know. you find out, it's like oh, that's interesting. So um, you know, Domain's pretty awesome, um, but you know, I feel like maybe you weren't always awesome. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of awesomeness come out of you, but I'm pretty sure way back in the day, yeah. you weren't awesome. And you yeah. came out with something that was not awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? It is true. Because if it's not true, get the fuck out. No, no, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of bad scripts that I've written. I could have chosen from, but I chose my first, my very first screenplay. Yeah. Very first yeah. screenplay. Very first one. What yeah. year is this? Uh... I wrote it in the year 2000. Oh, oh in wow. the year 2000. I always think that. Yeah. When I so, say uh, is this undergrad for you then? Or? Uh, I was in, an, I was in undergrad. I was an English major at the time. So, um, so yeah, I was <clears throat> last year. And I, I always find it fascinating. Like, so people's first screenplay, 
how much did you know about writing a screenplay? Nothing. Like zero. Zero. Like zero. did you read nothing? A, did you read a book no. on it? I read no books. I, did you read any screenplays? <laughs> uh, I may have read a screenplay, but probably not. Did you mm-hmm. have Final Draft? I did not have Final Draft. <laughs> I had I had a macro like plugin for Microsoft Word oh, that sort wow. of formatted it. Wow. Ish. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, do you have a title? I do. It's called In the Service of Mr. Keating. Keating. Yes. In the service of Mr. Keating. Yes. Very catchy, isn't it? Keating. Keating. Like spelled out. Spelled out. K e a t i n g. Okay. Okay. And uh, do you have a lot? Or actually, do you have a genre? Uh, I would call it a. I mean, it's just a drama. It's just a drama. All right. Drama. Just a drama. Do you have like a? Give give me a one liner, like a log line, anything like. Uh, Well, that's the. That's the problem. There's there's no there's no tagline for this movie. All right, I like it. That's the tagline. (laughs) The tagline is there's no tagline. That's when you know they're bad. Yeah. Well, no. I'm just kidding. No. 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 You. You're not. (laughs) You just. You know already. Uh, The problem with this script. Oh no. We'll find out the problem when we're in the middle of it. Oh well, I was. I mean, okay. Yes. Well, I was going to say in a very general sense um, that, uh, you know, I've listened to your other podcasts. Like I know, like the people who you have spend a long time like describing the plot and they go Mm -hmm. beat by beat. For me to talk about this movie at (laughs) any length, I have to tell you every single thing that happens in it. And even then I could do that in about five minutes. (laughs) All right. Great. I'm excited. Love it. All right. Let's get into it. (laughs) All right. right. So hold on real quick because I want to think about 2000, Nate. Yeah, well, I mean, this this is definitely a portal into where I was at that time, and what, I am. What was going on in your life in two thousand? Uh, well, I had just met my husband, yeah, who mm-hmm. was not my husband until very recently, yeah. um, Darren, and I had just come out to my parents, mm-hmm. uh, and I was going horribly. Okay, and uh, I was in my last year of uh, grads or my last year of undergrad. And okay. I was just waiting. Darren lived in Vegas and I lived in Reno and I was right. just waiting to get out of Vegas or Reno and move to Vegas. Did you view this as your ticket out? No, no, no. Okay. Not at all. all right. To me, this was just an emotional expression at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an obvious one to me now that it is just like horrifyingly embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go. Let's get, let's go into it. Okay. Let's open the door into the, Mr. Keating, the Mr. What was it? The, the in the service of Mr. Keating. In the, in the service, service of, of Mr. Keating. Keating. Yeah, I do this in the service of Mr. Keating. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Does somebody say that? Uh, no. Okay. No. <clears throat> All right. Uh, should I just start? I mean, oh, do yeah. I just, just like tell take you? Us, dive take, in. Take us. You take us somewhere. Okay. Well, the main characters are uh, Howard Keating. He's a lawyer in his forties, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben Ellison, who's his butler in his sixties, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's that's basically like the setup. Um, so it starts that's all off, the character description there is. <laughs> that's like it. Yeah. So uh, it's, so he's uh, he's well off. He's got a butler. Yes, he yeah. makes more money than any lawyer I know. Okay. Uh, he lives in a mansion in Vegas, and um, he he just apparently from reading this, I gathered that he's like a criminal lawyer, mm. um, criminal attorney. Like he handles like thuggish, you know, bad. Oh, Mr. Keating. Mm, yeah. I shot another dude. You got to get me off. That's yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to say thuggish. I hate that word. I meant to say like, like kind of scum of the earth types. Okay. Um, just like criminals, just like career criminals. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which, you, you know, I know 
you don't make money really doing that. That's not like yeah, where the like, money the is. The money's in the civil, man. Yeah. <laughs> not criminal. So just right off the bat, it's <clears throat> like, you know, I don't even know what's going on here. Um, but it starts off with the most embarrassing scene I've ever written um, <laughs> with Ellison, Ben. He's written as Ellison in the script, uh, the butler. Mr. Oh, okay. He's in a gay bar and like this young guy comes up to him and like just ha- they have a conversation and uh, it's a it's a conversation. It's nothing. There's nothing that happens in it, and it's um, and then it's like a cut to black, and Hold then on. the titles begin. Uh, I find conversations where nothing's going on in screenplays fascinating. What are they, what are they saying? Um, like the the kid approaches him and asks him what he's drinking. He says he's drinking Spaten, which I thought was like high end beer. And then they like talk about whether or not they like it. This is just like a German beer. I used yeah. to be a German Spaten. Yeah, double shovel. Yeah, I haven't even seen it in a store in years. Um, and then there's there's probably a theme here somewhere. Uh, I, I I don't I honestly don't know even why I wrote this scene. Um, but that's how the movie starts. Yeah, let's yeah. get them in the bar. Let's get them drinking. Yeah, no, but it, it establishes that. Uh, the butler is in a gay bar that tells you something about his character. Right. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I think he's supposed to see that he like, loves German beer. We're not going to make fun of this movie. We're going to try to fix it. Like, it may, <laughs> we're going to build it up. I will convince I think, you to make it as the grand prank of this episode. I think what I was going for is for him to seem like he was closeted. But if he's in a gay bar, then he's not closeted. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then there's, it's basically like every single scene in this movie is just like an ultra polite conversation between two people who are speaking like in ways that people don't talk. <laughs> Zero um, conflict. Yeah. There's no conflict. There's no like, give inciting us a sample, like people are talking. Um, okay. Well, uh, well, I, I should well, yeah, go through, wait, I should go through wait, the wait story the sure, a yeah, little more. Ahead. Sorry. We're so that you have a, a that you have a, no, that's fine. I, I, I honestly am not sure what to say about this. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So the first like. 10 15 pages and this is a 94 page screenplay by the way the mm-hmm. first 10 or 15 pages is all just devoted to uh keating complaining about this dinner party that he's going to be throwing that night and he's worried like that like he doesn't want to do it and he's like he's like he just is like antisocial i guess i don't know mm-hmm. why he's throwing a party is, <laughs> is the dinner party for like his criminal clients no they're for like his lawyer co-workers okay. and his girlfriend is also going to be there and her name is tanya mm-hmm. um so it's a just, fat, a lot of fat cat lawyers sitting yeah. around smoking cigars right i know <laughs> um so it's just like there's a conversation where they t- where ellison and keating talk about like what he's going to make for dinner um, <laughs> and then we cut to the law office a and lot of, so a lot of everyday interactions that probably shouldn't be in a screenplay right right yeah Yeah. all hung on a concept that shouldn't be in a screenplay (laughs) (laughs) okay um and then like the next scene is him talking to his assistant uh and they're not talking about anything except like the client and then the client assistant and a butler right yeah there's a lot of people in service of mr keating (laughs) (laughs) and then the client comes in and they have a conversation and none of this has anything to do with the story (laughs) and this is like we're we're up to page seven so far in in broad strokes uh after the after the dinner party which is you know possibly the second worst scene i've ever written um (laughs) Basically, like one of his lawyer buddies is gay and his um, his partner is there at the dinner party. And like mm-hmm. there's it's like implied that Keating is like somewhat homophobic or not comfortable with gays. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this was like I wrote this in 2000 um, and Nevada had just passed like a, a defense of marriage act. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like still a thing. It, mm-hmm. it seems so dated now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
especially among like lawyers or like any sort of like an educated like yeah right, right, like, right. it's yeah. just it's it's so sh- shockingly dated to me now um anyway so uh his girlfriend tanya after the dinner party ends up breaking up with him because she thinks he's homophobic even though he really didn't say anything particularly homophobic. <laughs> um, but she just, took big offense to that yeah she was like super offended um <laughs> and then you know she's gone uh she's she leaves the was sp- there any interaction between the butler and the potentially gay lawyer friend? no there's no they don't interact that would have oh. been like an interesting scene <laughs> <laughs> i mean I th- that's where we were going yeah there. no yeah, i mean no. that that could like le- that could be a catalyst for some drama yeah yeah um, but keep, no keep no them I, away from each I other totally steered clear of anything compelling okay um is the butler kind of hanging around? Is he? Uh, well, he's like serving dinner. Wait, it's but... like Downtown Abbey style. Okay. Before we go any further, yeah, is the butler the main character or is Mister Keating the main character? You know, it's interesting that you would ask that because when I before I reread this, having not read it for fourteen years, I thought uh, that the butler was the main character, uh-huh. but very mm-hmm. clearly, it's Keating is the main oh. character. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. So you brought in a scene. I did. I Great. did. Uh, so this is right after. Tanya breaks up with uh, Keating, and Keating goes into the kitchen and uh, finds Ellison, who had just heard the conversation. All right. Okay. So, uh, Matt, you uh, you want to take Keating? I'll take Keating. Okay. You and, want me to uh, say action? And you want to take the, the stage directions, Nate? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the All stage right, cool. direction. Great. Let's do this. Uh, after a few seconds, he walks into the kitchen. As he enters, Ellison is sitting at the table with a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes meet, and Keating looks away. I guess you heard it all. Most of it. The relationship was going to shit anyway. Are you okay? (laughs) Probably. Maybe it's a blessing. Time to move on, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'll start tonight. Keating looks at the clock on the microwave and (laughs) sees that it's almost midnight. I have a microwave. I can make this scene. Uh, it's still early. I think I'll go have a drink someplace. You want to come? No, thanks. Maybe you should sort things out alone. <laughs> we could find a hooker, <laughs> have an orgy. <laughs> Whoa! I hope you're joking. <clears throat> it's one of those half jokes, you know? I was joking when I said it, but if you had been interested... I I might have gone for it. Uh, that's like stage direction put into someone's mouth. <laughs> like that is absolutely should have been like what yeah. the direction for this actor was. <laughs> it's like literally the subtext coming the text. Keating smiles. <clears throat> Thanks for the offer, but I'm reading a good book. Keating had swords the door. Reading is better than sex anyway. <laughs> have a good night. You too. Good luck. So that's just a sample scene. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there. Uh, you guys saw how many parentheticals there were on these. There lines were a lot of parentheticals. Like I just think I directed every single line mm-hmm. in <laughs> the like, movie on like, the page. Uh, stretching. Stretching. Yeah, it gets way worse. A little embarrassed. Nodding. Um, 
with a weak smile. <laughs> I mean, there was a cup of milk to mouth. <laughs> there was a lot of smiling. Like there was parenthetical smiling and also action smiling. Yeah, yeah. like every little gesture is so meaningful to <laughs> yeah, me. Exactly. Uh, I really felt like it was milk. important to, yeah. to note that. It's funny though, like you know, when you write your first screenplay, how every everything is important. Every yeah. line must be said in right. a perfect way. Yeah. Like, um. So anyway, so he meets this girl Kate at the at the Bellagio. Ooh, um, that was the hot hotel time, Mr. Keating. Yes, okay. Yeah, he goes out. The biggest. He goes hotel. out after the scene. He goes out after that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, you want to get a hooker? No. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, I'm gonna go out. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna hit up the Bellagio. Yeah. I'm gonna go you hit see the that Bellagio. New fountain. Right. Yeah. And then he has a conversation with this woman, Kate, who. Uh, it's like sort of flirty, but then they don't do anything and they don't go away <laughs> together and they don't like have sex. They don't wait, do wait, anything. wait. So this girl never, well, I... they sort of flirt, but they don't like, like she doesn't seem really interested like in actually doing anything. <laughs> um, okay. Did and they... then, what, and then, what do they talk about? Uh, they don't talk about anything. Well, what, like they talk about like that he's What kind drunk. of flirting's going on? They talk, she asks, have you tried him, the spotting? <laughs> right. <laughs> she asked him what he does. They talk about him being a lawyer. She has a southern accent for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that. Give me a flirty line. Is there? A, you see a flirty line? Oh God! You're gonna make me like actually read this. One flirty line. Let's give me my new text tone. Every time I get a text, it's go Matt going one flirty line. One flirty line. No, she doesn't flirt with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they have another. So there's another nonsense conversation it's not nonsense it's just like it's just small talk yeah it's small talk between two strangers yeah. like mm-hmm. how interesting can as we've be? all know like small talk in movies just doesn't fly yeah there's no room for it it mm-hmm. needs to like service a character or the yeah. story or something these are all things i just, just didn't like, know yeah, yeah i you also need to be able to justify every single line <laughs> yeah no that and like when I was rereading it, like I wrote like my own notes, like no inciting incident. <laughs> there is no inciting. All right, incident. let's keep moving. Then no inciting incident. <laughs> Skip over that point. You didn't need, to act too. Nate, you didn't need to tell me that. <laughs> I guess the inciting incident is the dinner. The dinner. Yeah. Mm. So the, his, his girlfriend broke up with him. He's homophobic. Yeah. Uh, we but, know that much about him. He likes hookers. He's got a taste for him. Uh, he was willing. To double team with a butler if, <laughs> if the butler is not joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Um, and he clearly doesn't know how to hit on a girl. He doesn't know how to hit on a girl. Or um, get, the, get the girl interested in him in any way. Right, yeah. Okay. But he was interested in her, right? I mean, he, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the psychology <laughs> with this character. I don't understand him. Pure I randomness. Think, I think maybe he was me on some level. And, like... <laughs> Okay, because I was probably dealing with some my own yeah. like feelings on these having things. trouble hitting. You were girls. not interested yeah. in girls. <laughs> I wasn't, but I had just yeah. recently dated girls. You right. know, okay. so it was like really con- like the whole time. It was just very yeah, yeah, like yeah. confusing. You were joking if they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in the next scene, I guess what you might consider like the beginning of Act Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, structure. Uh, I'm excited. Mark. It's we're in the law office now. Mark, the gay lawyer, mm-hmm. he introduces his Jenna, his secretary, Jenna. His Jenna. His Jenna. <laughs> this is my Jenna. <laughs> Do you have a Jenna? We all have Jennas. <laughs> so he's he's introducing her, but 
I I've read later that she's actually been working there for three months. <laughs> so I don't know why he's introducing her to her now or why none he of this came up. Because every yeah. character needs to be introduced to any new character. Yeah. Right. That's Even the though whole... they've been living working in the same place. This is this is a one page scene and that is the entire purpose of the scene. <laughs> and then the next the next scene, um, She's like doing work in an office, and he like and Keating walks in and just like hits on her. And then in the next scene, they're at a nice restaurant. Eating What's dinner. his hit on her line in this one? Um, he just says oh, that he introduces himself again, and she's like, "One introduction wasn't just enough, huh?" Oh, and that's it. And then the cut to <laughs> the next scene. That's enough to have dinner with a man. Interior fancy Chinese restaurant. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, how many Chinese. fancy Chinese restaurants are there? I don't know. Yeah. There's a handful. Yeah, they usually have golden dragon. Um, Cohen. By the way, where does this take place? Uh, Vegas. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bellagio. Remember? Right. There's right. definitely fancy Chinese in Vegas. Yeah, I guess there probably is. Uh, I've never been to any of them. <laughs> uh, okay, so then Jenna and Keating have a conversation and then mm. they get completely fucking wasted in this re- in this restaurant so he invited her to dinner at this chinese restaurant yeah well okay. i yes i'm assuming it's implied yeah i mean i don't know how else they would have gone there <laughs> yeah Ooh, a second introduction right what's next dinner time to make a third <laughs> um at the dinner he reintroduces himself again <laughs> <laughs> we find out it's really a heartbreaking tale of alzheimer's disease yeah. <laughs> So they just have this really on the nose conversation about like you know what where they're like what they want in a relationship and um, <laughs> uh, oh I I thought I thought of you when I when I read this it seems like a joke you'd make but apparently at some point <laughs> you point to Matt not me <laughs> yeah clear myself Matt. of this yeah. grenade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Keating's talking about his recent breakup and Jenna's talking about, uh, how she also recently broke up with somebody. Uh Um, and Keating says, I've always been a doormat or I've always been kind of a doormat on the porch of love. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard Matt say that. (laughs) I've not said that, but I totally wish I would have. Uh, I've been on a doormat on the doorstep. Or the porch of love? Porch. The the porch of love, yeah. Porch of love. I could see Matt saying that. It's amazing. So, uh, (laughs) um... Uh, okay, so in the next scene, uh, Diane comes to town. Diane is Keating's mother. Mm. And I don't know why she's in the story. I don't know. <laughs> she I doesn't s- say her purpose Surprise visit? The town. She doesn't. She just like drops in. So she meets Ellison, and uh, Ellison was a friend of Keating's father. And like, mm-hmm. so that's all we know about him. That's why he's living in the house, because like, okay. something bad happened, and Keating fe- felt bad and like took him under his wing gave it's him like a, a batman origin yeah. story yeah. i just got a batman yeah feel. Got alfred like yeah, yeah. it's some- especially when you said a wing <laughs> right oh. <laughs> matt made the stupidest face <laughs> uh so anyway, I'm going to just jump ahead because what, what ends up happening is um, the Diane, the mother, wants to mm. go on a double date because uh, she likes Ellison. Oh. And so she and Ellison and Jenna and Keating all go on a, on a double date, mm-hmm. um, which uh, <clears throat> they end up doing shots. Oh, uh, They are just getting completely shit-faced at this 
rest at this nice restaurant mm-hmm. and they all nice start Chinese restaurant. nice right. Chinese restaurant probably right yeah and they and they start <laughs> talking shots about, of spotting right <laughs> beer shots and they start talking about like their most embarrassing like things they've ever done while drunk I mean clearly written yeah. by a 22 year old <laughs> college student. I asked my butler to double down on a hooker with me <laughs> Uh, so they all go through these, like, you know, um, mildly embarrassing anecdotes. Give me and some then, anecdotes. Give me, uh, give me a sample. I mean, there's, it's, beyond, it's so mundane. It's, just, it's, I mean, it's so, it's, okay. Um, so Jenna's embarrassing thing is, like, that she was making out with somebody at a party and she spills margarita all over her dress. That's embarrassing. I mean, that's just like, that's what it is. That's the Mm. worst. Um, So they go through these mundane anecdotes and then (laughs) Ellison is his turn to speak. Uh Mm -hmm. And he talks about how, when he was a teenager, uh, a 19 year old in 1954, Mm -hmm. um, the, he was at a party with his parents and everyone was completely shit faced and he drove them home and drove into a tree and killed them both. (laughs) <laughs> embarrassing Whoa. i am so embarrassed. so embarrassing that's so embarrassing oh my god that is just smash like, into a tree and kill a bunch of people yeah and he I, hasn't driven since i did that last week <laughs> i like that he's and like, i got so red in the face you know <laughs> i like that the implication is like man fuck driving not fuck drinking he's yeah. like getting shit faced <laughs> at a bar right now <laughs> like, right the drinking was not the problem that's yeah. a hell of a <laughs> cars man that's they're very dangerous. That's a hell of a bomb to drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, yeah. he's not, he's not like, he doesn't have a lot of social graces. Uh-huh. He doesn't know like time. How has he been getting around? Uh, that's a good question. There was no Uber in 2000. No, I must mm-hmm. have just been cabs. Yeah. Just cabin. Yeah. Why, why yeah. would you get a butler that's taking a cab everywhere? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, Clearly God. I didn't think about the answer <laughs> question. Embarrassing if you saw your butler in a cab. Right. <laughs> So, like, this is supposed to be, like, this dark secret, you mm. know, or something. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty dark secret. <laughs> yeah, it's really... That, that is the most exciting thing that's happened so far. Is that, is that it, kind of a, a conversation ender is when he mentioned this? Is like... Yeah, it's, it's like, like... Oh, and I killed my parents. Like, oh, party's over. Yeah. Oh. Like, record scratch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the end of the scene. Okay. It's, like, probably the... <laughs> it's the only time when I actually ended the scene at the right time. Like, I didn't have, like, 20 more lines of dialogue. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um so uh, the next scene has Diane and Ellison, and she's basically like having this like heartfelt conversation, which is maybe the only sort of genuine, slightly interesting thing mm-hmm. in this entire screenplay, where basically Diane admits that she knew that her husband was not romantically attracted to her, but she mm-hmm. was she loved him anyway, and she cared about him and they had a relationship. And she sort of implies that she knows without actually saying it. Oh. Um it's the only thing that's not horrifyingly embarrassing to me <laughs> in the screenplay. Uh, but then right after this scene, he, she just leaves town. She's gone. She's like, peace out. <laughs> so she just I like did what character. I came here for. You got what you, uh, you needed out of that character. Right. Uh, and then Keating confronts Ellison. That doesn't go well. About being gay? About being No, gay? about what, what was oh, said okay. between him and his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say to my mom? And then while this is happening... Keating gets a call from uh, his ex's sister, um, 
I gave her a name, Marge Williams. She doesn't channels. You see like Marge on the Simpsons, God. then you see like yeah. Brian Williams. Yeah. Like, Marge Williams, good enough. <laughs> Marge Williams is just like, I didn't spend a whole lot of time like looking for a character name. This person doesn't even appear and she doesn't have lines. She doesn't like her name's never mentioned. <laughs> yeah. No, she's no, she she's oh, mentioned Marge Williams. No, he says he answers a call and he's like, that was Marge, Marge Williams, Tanya's sister. Uh. And Ellison can't even remember who Tanya is. He's like, Tanya? And Keating's like, my ex-girlfriend, she killed herself early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so the implication is that she killed herself over their breakup. Because okay. like, there's no other information to go yeah, with. There's, yeah, there's nothing else said in this. And yeah. It's happened... How long? How much time has passed well, since he broke up? The with Well, the timeline I'm thinking is like two weeks, maybe. Okay, it's been oh, Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> Fortnite. Oh. Fortnite. <laughs> maybe less. It, later on in your screenwriting career, right. you would have him discover her body or something. But instead, right. you tried to bore it. You you kind of the main. <laughs> it's just a phone call yeah. of a person. It's you, an off you camera never, phone call. An off camera phone call. You never see the other person on the other line. It's right. Like, hey, this person's dead. Okay. And and it's it's just a recap. It's like one line said yeah. back to Ellison. That it doesn't is the change moment. any of the stuff, the dynamic that we're working <laughs> no. with in the first place. It's not like he's like, man, I better break up with that Jenna in a really harsh way, and yeah. then he gets that, and like you're like, oh, maybe I should rethink this. Nate, I had yeah. a feeling you loved conversation back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I just I write dialogue. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I do, I guess. Um, so anyway, that's that happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then in the next scene, he's at work. Keating is at work, and Mark, the gay lawyer, Jenna's boss, confronts mm-hmm. him and says, "Hey, I saw you guys at the Stratosphere the other night. Oh. Um, are you fucking my secretary?" Yeah. And and he's like, "Well, yeah." And they're like, uh, "And Mark's basically like, dude, I don't give a shit." Like, you should just, like... Next time, call me when you go to the stratosphere. <laughs> I was there. I love the stratosphere. I wanted to hang. <laughs> Basically, I'm drawing this really, really weak-ass, um, like, thematic <laughs> bridge between Mark being gay and Keating being closeted about his relationship with his secretary. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> so weak. Uh, but that's that, that's the, that was the point of that subplot, I remember now. I was trying right. to, like... Mm. Uh, like, so... So basically all of everybody's the, closeted in some way. Right. Like yeah, the exactly. Yeah. So, so the, the, con- that conflict, which turns out to be like one of the central conflicts in the story, uh, of whether or not Keating and Jenna are going to be found out, mm-hmm. uh, is now resolved on in a very A&E. nice way, in a like, very nice way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't care. Right. I didn't care. Told yeah. Me. Like, well, of course I'm not going to care. Yeah. Why would I care? Yeah. yeah right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, then Keating decides they need a getaway. So they're going to Los Angeles. For get away from what? Uh, just you know, a trip, a little okay. weekend. Sure, weekend getaway. Um, so they go. By the way, what's going on with Ellison? Yeah, I'm, like he's like not. He's, he's just not around. He's yeah, not we're, around. we're deep third act too, right? <laughs> so it's like deep third act. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like things are wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> so where, I mean, what what is he doing? Where is he? Uh, we well, can't drive with them. I mean, you know the, last, the last time we saw him was when uh, we found out that Tanya had killed herself. And okay. He yeah. j- his last line in the scene is, "I don't know what to say." Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's where we are with Ellison. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's the big, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Keating and Keating and Jenna go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, they have a nice dinner, and then. 
you know they, <laughs> they have a nice dinner <laughs> so they nice chinese restaurant yeah uh i don't know i think it just says um restaurant yeah mm. so uh you know after they eat they you know want to pick up some drinks for the hotel room because you know that's what adults do mm-hmm. and sure. uh they stop at they a like set. drinks and conversation right yeah so they stop at a convenience store and uh there's a robbery in progress and jenna gets killed <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> that was that was so brief <laughs> they stop okay at hold on right. and there's a robbery where, in progress okay so where in the screenplay is she killed uh, like where where are we right now? Page eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah. Okay. So we're third third act. Uh, we are nine, nine pages away from the end. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Um. So she's killed. She's killed. Yeah. How is she killed? She the like, the just... thief flake is holding up the store, uh-huh. and they sort of like walk in unknowing, like not knowing what's going on, uh-huh. and the thief like gets startled and turns and just like unloads oh. his clip. Yeah. It's very wow. American Beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very American beauty. Yeah. yeah. Paper um, bag flies around in the background as it's right. <laughs> Yeah, and he and Keating's just standing there like, uh, Jesus Christ. And keep in mind, this is the same exact day that he found out that Tanya had killed herself. Oh. Mm. Right. So I saved like any like actual things happening for like this one little clump of three pages. Right. Yeah. All in one day. Smash it all at the end. Smash it all together. <laughs> yeah. So uh we we cut back like we we leave out all of the interesting stuff that probably would have happened at that point like Mm -hmm, after the gunshot and we're back in keating's house Mm -hmm. with another boring conversation between keating and ellison (laughs) skip all of the active things like soon after her death uh probably like three days or something okay or maybe the next day Mm. certainly time has passed uh, so at this point, Ellison decides, you know, it's finally time to clear the air and become a character <laughs> in this story. Uh, time to be an active character. So what does he do? He says, hey, let's go have a drink somewhere. Hmm. So they More drinks. go to a unspecified gay bar. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I was so specific about locations uh-huh. for every other scene in this movie. But for the last scene of the movie, I just, it's interior gay bar. Interior <laughs> gay bar. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they they basically just have a conversation, which is, oh, five pages. Oh, um, man. <laughs> a nice a uh, nice little chat. Always the great way nice to end little, a movie. Yeah. Five pages <laughs> Five of conversation. Pages. <laughs> right. Uh, That's the worst. And the the gist of this five-page, you know, conversation is that Ellison was in love with Keating's father. Mm-hmm. And he and Keating is just like his father. Therefore, Keating or Ellison is in love with Keating. Oh. And Keating's basically like... Uh, okay, so what now? And so the last line in the script, Ellison is says, "Move on." Oh, I thought we were gonna find out that like Ellison had set up all like the deaths. To, no, like, be with Keating. No, no. <laughs> I planned that murder. I no. killed Jenna. That would have been maybe interesting in a bad way. <laughs> um, I know that I changed the ending significantly from what it was originally. I originally it was a murder suicide. <laughs> Let's go to this gay bar and we're going to like... No, no, it wasn't in a gay bar. The last scene was completely different. Like, Ellison poisoned Keating and killed himself. Poisoned his spot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Darkness. Yeah, I just... Darkness falls in 2000. 
I had this like like this fantasy. I don't know this like weird dark fantasy of this like closeted yeah. gay guy like being like really angry at the world. But you know, I think what happened was I did a rewrite. I got notes, um, yeah. and I did a rewrite where I basically probably removed everything that sort of was interesting and dramatic about the first draft, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended up with who gave a you complete notes? nothing. I have the notes actually. Oh. Um, this is a. Uh, so Darren at the time, uh, had a coworker who was w- into the arts, like an mm-hmm. older guy in yeah, his fifties. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't gay, but he was very like, he, he's just like a very well-read, very smart. So you had a smart, well-read, experienced life person yeah. read this script yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that a 22 year old wrote. About. Yeah. He was in the arts. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I had never, I hadn't met him at this point. Okay. Darren just thought that I should get some, um, another opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything about this. I think it's perfect, but maybe this guy, like, you never, this person you've never met, he's yes. real. I promise he's real. Yeah. I didn't just make him up. His name's not yeah. Marge Williams. I may have met him one time. Okay. So it is um, a real person. So yeah, there wasn't, that wasn't the question. The, the, I wasn't worried about him, uh, not being real so much as <laughs> very concerned about I, I don't even know i just thought he was gonna love it right i just yeah. thought well you know it's who, cool. who yeah. writes screenplays like uh, uh, just the fact that i wrote it it's so great right yeah, it's so exactly. perfect yeah if you did it then it's good yeah exactly yeah um so it, that's how i remembered that there was another ending because the 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 page he wrote on has the dialogue from my original Murder draft <laughs> And I just remember just from reading this. this oh, these are actual different. handwritten notes. Yeah, these are handwritten notes. Wow. Um, yeah, that's right. They didn't have computers in 2000. Yeah. So he starts off as, these are, these are the first notes I've ever gotten on a screenplay. <laughs> uh, this is not a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Doesn't even sugarcoat anything. It just starts right into it. Uh, Nothing happens on and on, and then there's a minor outburst of violence at the end. That's the original ending. <laughs> <laughs> the plot line about minor. the secret love affair doesn't work because no one would care what their boss thought. Fair point. <laughs> the dialogue is ultra polite, ultra logical, and empty. You should learn to write a scene. <laughs> try, oh my, oh my try, God. try spending more time writing a scene than you spent typing this. <laughs> Come up, holy shit come up with some characters figure out what motivates them oh my understand God. each one's past figure out what each one is trying to accomplish in the scenes dialogue figure out what each character likes and hates about the others um you know most of his notes are actually like spot on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no, they're, totally they're just but so not blunt. like like listen i liked this and this and right. this but this needs work right right, right. it's just like I'm surprised you this even went into movies after like it. Like, oh. if I had gotten a page of notes like that, like on my first screenplay before I went to film school, yeah, I would be somewhere like working on an oil field right now. It actually gets better. Um, he says, Ellison sounds as as if he were written by a straight homophobe. He is a cardboard <laughs> representation of a gay character. Every hint that he might be gay is just another indication of how completely pathetic he is. Do you hate <laughs> gays? Do you know any gays or anybody as pathetic as Ellison? Oh my god! <laughs> so this like is crazy. I I actually you got notes on being gay, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like, 
you almost became straight. You're like, nope, I made the wrong choice. It was so confusing to me. I, I actually wondered for a minute if he'd like didn't actually know, like he hadn't put together like who I was. Like yeah. that Darren had just asked him to read yeah. the screenplay and like someone he knew and right. like and Pat and the guy who wrote this uh, again like. Uh, agreed without yeah. knowing yeah. that I actually was an actual gay person. Right, right, right. Um, oh my uh, God. So, gosh, that's brutal. So, but in addition, like, wh- what really bothered me was he had actually gone through this whole script and done line edits. <laughs> oh, no. But it was... All- cross out every single yeah. line. No, no. Hand. It was all sarcastic. Like, he'd add his own parentheticals what? where after people would talk and he would write, like, dies <laughs> oh my god like the meanest like little like just entirely insulting like not not constructive and Darren wow. didn't like look at this and be like i'm not gonna give these i'm not no in fact along. in very da- darren um fashion at the bottom <laughs> of the handwritten note in darren's handwriting is you may address thank you note to <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, that's amazing! And oh. then he gave me his address. Let's go there right now. Uh, did you write him a thank you note? No, I wrote him like a three-page. Um, sorry, no, I wrote him like a three-page letter about how unhelpful his notes were. Oh my god! Wow. So you were you were offended? I was offended. Yeah. yeah. Did he write back after this? Did you guys have like this weird pen pal relationship of just hatred? No. Well, it, what weirdly enough, like I ended up becoming like semi close with him when I after I moved to Vegas. He was sort of because he was Darren's coworker, uh-huh. and I saw him socially. Yeah. Um. You know, he's a really nice guy, a really <laughs> smart guy. Right. Uh, he was completely right. Yeah, oh, no, all the totally, notes are yeah, right. Like, um, notes are so brutal. But yeah, it was like it was not helpful. Like when you're writing, it, when it's your first screenplay. Oh my god! Yeah. Like you need, I would have been. Dest- you need some sort of a helping yeah, hand. I would have been destroyed. If yeah, I got those yeah. For the first time, like, yeah. like you know, it's like you're you're probably even though you think it's great, you, you deep down you're sort of insecure about writing the sure. screenplay. Yeah. And then you you're like, I'm scared. Here we go. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. And then you get those notes back. That is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have never been able to get past that. I yeah. don't think ever. I mean, I, it, I applaud you for being able to continue <laughs> on through that. Well, I'm nothing, nothing if not stubborn. Hey, it's good to get harsh notes once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it galvanizes people, the it's right hard, kind of people. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. had a hard lesson one time, one way or another. Sure. Yeah. This was by far, like, not even close to my hardest lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Just my first lesson. Yeah. Well, thank you very much right. for bringing this screenplay in. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a hand grenade. All right, so uh, now we like to do a little thing that we call red light, green light, yellow light. I'm going to give it a hard red light. I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> um, it's just a little too talky for me. <laughs> um, I believe Matt that, doesn't like talkies. Like Ellison is just like he's uh, super passive. Um, this is not a screenplay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a red light. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a yellow light. Hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot that I agreed with this note guy here about. <laughs> <laughs> note guy. No, you didn't give a name. We didn't want to blast. We don't harsh put him on blast. Guy. All of our we have like thousands of fans that would probably like <laughs> get back really to like swarm his house and like <laughs> protest and 
It wouldn't be a good day for him if it came, his name came out. I kind of want to send stuff to this guy. Uh, yeah, I guess he's a truth teller, man. Yeah, he just like fucking tells it like it is. We he should would. get like a truth teller for this podcast. It yeah. really just like fucking <laughs> gives it to you, guys. This podcast is awful. <laughs> no, not about the podcast. Oh, about the yeah. same place. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, um, but the, I, I see like a little nugget in here that we might be able to work with if you can. You know, if you're up for some notes, we have a lot of podcast money. We can make things happen. Um, I'm thinking this might be a story. It could be about Greg in the service of Mr. Matkins. All right. <laughs> yeah. It, you modernize it. You make it about a podcaster and his intern and how he just like continue the podcaster continually just like shits on this intern. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I killed my parents. <laughs> yeah. no. it's like, so it's very well, similar to so he can relate Ellison. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh and i think it could still end in a convenience store death yeah yeah i mean more random deaths about and right? if you can make that happen i'd be really willing to to give this a hard look again i'll think about that <laughs> <laughs> there's a glimmer of hope for you nate <laughs> post 2000 i really appreciate the Olive Branch, guys. Well, Nate, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Is there any uh, sort of place you want to send people to check out what you're working on, what Uh, you're doing, what you've done? You can find me on Twitter. Just search my name, and that's me. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Nate. All right, thank you, guys. Movie never. Best Movie Never is a Mad Brat production. For more information, please visit bestmovienever.biz and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Best Movie Never. And until next time, keep writing on the outside and dying on the inside.